That's what we're going to talk about tonight, is stewarding his presence. Amen? Amen. So, ha, huh, we're going to keep it simple. Yeah, close your eyes. Let's just keep it simple. Let's just keep it. Remember, stewarding, 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 stewarding. Stewardship asks, what will I do with what I have? Hmm. So, we all have at salvation, when we're born again, the presence of God living inside of us. We all have at salvation the Spirit of God living inside of us. All the eyes closed. We all have the third person of the Godhead <laughs> living inside of us. Say, I have the Spirit of God living inside me. Say, I have God himself living inside me. Say, I have God himself living inside me. The spirit of the living God lives inside me. The same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives inside me. And sometimes, you know, all stewarding is, is just taking the time to acknowledge that. The same spirit that healed blind Bartimaeus is living inside of me. The same spirit that raised Lazarus from the dead is living inside of me. The same spirit that multiplied the loaves and the fishes is living inside of me. And it, you know what? It just begins a lot of times with saying it. Just saying it, just acknowledging what we carry and what we have, who we have living on the inside of us. And to do that, I know a lot of times, you know, that's awkward for some people or it's weird for some people, right? Which is probably why I'm the one who's doing it, Rebecca. Because I, the weirder the better for me. <laughs> right? But you know sometimes that's all it takes. The presence of God, the Hebrew translation of presence is face. The face of God. So at salvation, we have our very first 
face-to-face encounter with God. Face-to-face. And the Bible says that he's with us to stay. So he's not coming and going. He's not, you know, you know, doctor's in the house, and then doctor's not in the house, you know. But he's present all the time in the house, okay? The presence of God is with us always. He never leaves us, amen? The presence of God... So uh, I'm just going to go like this because Pastor Ian's not here to lend me his glasses. Psalm 26, 8 in the New Living Translation says, I love your sanctuary, Lord, the place where your glorious presence dwells. His glorious presence dwells in us. Okay? And, you know, we do this a lot in meditation, but, you know, his presence is in everyone who's born again. But the question is, is his presence real to everyone who's born again? And the answer is no. His presence is in everyone who's born again. But unless we do our part, you know we always have a part. Yeah. Unless we, right, there are things that we do that are our part, to make his presence real to us. And it's not until we make his presence real to us that we will experience him, okay? How do we make his presence real to us before I move on? By spending time in prayer, by entering into his presence, which we'll talk about later, meditation, reading the word, All of these things allow us to make his presence real to us so that we can have those face-to-face encounters with God, okay? Because you know, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to say most. That'd be sad if it was most. It could be most, Christians. You know, because we don't feel the presence of God. We don't feel the presence of God. We know the presence of God is in us. It's not a feeling, it's a knowing. I know that God is in me. I know that God is in me. I know that God is in me. And we and that that has to be the case. That's why we don't walk by feelings. Because what happens when I don't feel him? Because we don't feel his, we're going to talk about the manifested presence of God and the power of God. Those are different. But the presence of God itself, we don't feel. But he's always with us. So if we walk by feeling and I don't feel him or he's not manifesting himself to me, then, oh, no, what do I do? Then that must mean he's not with me. But that's not the case. Because whether you feel him or not, is irrelevant. The presence is always with you. And there's this, then there's this thing called the manifested presence, okay? So, you know, God is omnipresent. He's present in all of us who are born again, and he's present everywhere. He's omniscient. He's omnipresent. He's omnipotent. And any other omnis that there are, okay, he, that, he is that. So it's possible for God to be omnipresent and people not even to be aware 
that he's there. However, when God manifests his presence, we're always aware. Okay? So John 14, 21 in the Amplified. Okay, we'll, we'll explain to you what I'm talking about. And, and I love the Amplified for certain things and other things. I don't use the Amplified, let's say that. Okay? Okay, so John 14, 21. Oh. Are these your dad? Let's see. Oh, I can't. I don't know who those belong to. I can't. I, I don't even know my number. Okay. John 14, 21 in the Amplified says, the person who has my commandments and keeps them is the one who really loves me. I, I love it, really loves me. And whoever really loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love him and will show, reveal, manifest myself to him. I will let myself be clearly seen by him and make myself real to him. So when God manifests his presence, you know. You're aware of it, okay? Uh, God manifested his presence in the burning bush. Jesus manifested his presence at the incarnation when the word became flesh. And Holy Spirit manifested his presence on the day of Pentecost in the upper room. Amen? So the presence of God and the manifest presence of God, hallelujah, the presence of God is God himself. It's his nature. It's his attributes. It's who God is. The presence of God is known, not felt. We said that. And it becomes real when we worship, when we pray, when we meditate, and when we read. We said that true too. It's eternal. We said that. John 14, 16, that he will abide with you forever. So now, my presence, Exodus 33, 14, let's talk about the presence, will go with you and I will give you rest. So now... This is just, this is like, this is stretching us because if we say that we are with God and we are not experiencing rest and he says in his word, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest, then that stretches us a bit where we would have to ask ourselves. Is there something I'm missing about being in his presence? Is there something maybe I have not heard yet, I don't know yet, about what it looks like to be in the presence of God? Does that make sense? Because he says, I should be experiencing rest. Okay? This is good for, you know, you know, we do our, like, you know, our time in the morning or whenever you fit your time in and we have the things that we do and we spend our time with the Lord. If when you come out of that, we are not experiencing his rest, then maybe there's something we need to discover or hear tonight. Does that make sense? Okay. This is, this is good. This is stretching us like that elastic band, Jeremy. So, uh, Psalm 1611 says, in your presence, 
is fullness of joy. So again, Sandy, what does that mean? If I'm not experiencing fullness of joy, then there's something I need to learn about being in his presence. Because maybe I haven't reached it like I need to or like is possible. Okay? And we're going to look at that. Okay? Uh, Acts 3, Acts 3.19. Times of refreshing come from the presence of the Lord. Again, if we're not feeling that time of refreshing after having been in his presence, if we're still coming out of our prayer closet and we're crying those sad tears, something is amiss. Okay, and this is teaching, right, that we, we, need, to, we need to learn something perhaps. Okay, these are the ABCs, okay, of the presence of God. Okay, Habakkuk says in 3, 4, his power is hidden in his presence. Okay, so we need to, we need to know how do I get in his presence because who, who, wants, who wants to lay hands on the sick and actually see them recover? Right? Yeah. Because there's a lot of speaking in Christianity but there's not a lot of power. Okay? So his power is hidden. We got to know how to get into his presence. Because there's power. There's refreshing. There's fullness of joy. There's rest. And there's a lot of great th other things that are in the word. Okay? Okay, so the presence of God is in me. The power of God comes upon me. So we talked about the presence of God the manifest presence of God, and now the power of God. Because sometimes we use these words interchangeably, right? And they're not exactly the same thing. Just like Jesus doesn't actually live in your heart. Holy Spirit technically lives in your heart. Jesus is sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Okay, but this is all teaching stuff. Okay. Okay, so the presence of God is in me. The power of God comes upon me. The presence of God is in me for me. The power of God comes upon me for other people, for you, for service. The presence of God is in me for me. The comfort that I need, the help that I need, the answers that I need, the wisdom, the revelation, the, everything that, I, that God is in me is available for me. But when, the, but when I want to lay hands on the sick and see them recover, Garth, that's the power of God that comes upon me at the will of the Father. So the presence is always in me. That's not leaving. But the power comes upon me and rests upon me, just like Jesus said to the disciples, what's going to happen? The Holy Spirit is going to come upon you and then you will receive the power to go and do all the wonderful things that they went and did. Amen? Okay, so the presence is in me and the power comes upon me. Bless the Lord. Okay, so stewarding. Kenneth Copeland, we must become. So we're back to talking about, we know what the presence is. Okay, the manifest presence and the power of God. We got everything straightened out. 
But now we, we're getting back to the main thing, which is stewarding this presence now that's in me, okay? And he said we have to be God-inside-minded. God-inside-minded. And so even little things like what we did at the beginning, where you stop and you take a moment, we all have a moment. Let's be real, people. We all have several moments in a day where we can just stop and say, and, and you know what? Everything begins by just saying, okay? God, you're in me. If you don't feel comfortable at first, don't close your eyes. God, you're in me. You're in me, Lord. Ah, Holy Spirit, I'm so glad that you dwell in me, that you're always with me. Here I am going to Zares, and you're right there with me. Things like this, where we are developing this God inside all the time, no matter where I go. Because you know what some people do? This is reality. A lot of Christians, again, I'm not going to say most, but a lot of Christians go all day long without even thinking about God. Remember what we carry. So even to be doing that, where we, as often as Holy Spirit reminds you, and, and have, ask him to remind you all day long. Like I am talking all day long. That's another thing we can do. Brother Lawrence, we, sh we should establish ourselves in a sense of God's presence by continually conversing with him. Just these little things. These little things. So we're always, right, mindful that you're with me. Just talking all day long, picking out apples, literally. You know me. You know I do this. Holy Spirit, help me to pick out the best apples. Oh, I thank you that you come. Oh, my gosh. Bless the Lord. <laughs> right? Thank you, Lord, you're with me. That you live in me. You abide in me. You dwell in me. You're always. Let's go, Holy Spirit. You wouldn't drive from Fort Erie to Niagara Falls with the friend in the passenger seat of your car and not talk to him for that 20-minute ride, would you? Yeah, depends who it is, right? But little things like that to help us be mindful, right, of who we carry, amen? Mindful of who we carry, right? And making his presence real to us so that we can experience, that we can have those face-to-face -face encounters with him. Amen? Okay. Consider Jesus. That's, I love that sentence. Consider Jesus. Consider Jesus. You know what that word means? That word just means to sit close to. Consider Jesus. One of my favorite meditations, and if you've heard me talk, some of you have heard me talk about this, but one of my very favorite meditations is just me and Jesus sitting in Adirondack chairs, side by side, and we're both looking out at the water, and we're not talking, and we're just being present with each other. Consider Jesus means to stop and just sit close to him 
to think about him, to examine him, to be mindful of him. Consider Jesus. Consider Jesus. Consider, stop and consider who's in us. Amen? Practicing his presence. So, you know, we, you know how I mentioned that um, in his presence, in his presence, and we have, to, we have to learn what it means to be in his presence. You know, what happens a lot of times is, this is most, okay, so let's say, you know, we're, you're practicing the presence of God, okay, so you're in prayer, you're in your time of prayer with him, and you start, you know, let's say this is where we start, and Jerry, you're God. Okay? Where's the presence of the Lord in the tabernacle? The Holy of Holies. So Jerry is in the Holy of Holies. Okay? And this is me starting to practice his presence, to steward his presence. To allow, through the process of prayer, that's one way, his presence to become real to me. So I can actually have an encounter with God, so I can actually receive what he wants me to receive from him. Amen? So I start here. So, Jerry, you're God in the Holy of Holies. And when we start praying, we're in the outer court. Like, we're like way over here. That's if we pray. So if we don't pray, we're over here. And God is way over there. And in his presence is fullness of joy. Way over there. How much of his, let's just use that one scripture, because we know there's all those other goodies that come from being in his presence. How much of his joy Am I going to experience? Because remember, he's in the Holy of Holies. Holy of Holies of me, but for this demonstration, right? This is, this is the process of practicing the presence of God to the point where he's real to me, okay? And we would, listen, if people were experiencing the realness of God, we would know it. We should see more things happening in the kingdom. If more people were experiencing the presence of God, if God were more real to more people, come on. Everything we need is in us. So what's the missing link? So I, let's say I do show up to pray, right? And I'm in the, yeah, Thanks, Sandy. And I'm in the outer court now because this is where we all begin. This is where we all begin. We all begin in the outer court. And so I start doing my, my, my you know, grocery list, if you will, or my laundry list, whatever you want to call it. Thank you, Lord, that you bless Jimmy Bob. And thank you, Lord, you know, and, you know, I lift this person up to you and I lift this situation up to you. And I thank you, Lord, that, 
you know, uh, everything is going to work out great. And, and we have to do this. We're talking. This is us talking. This is us, get, you know, getting it all out for the Lord. He knows it all, but this is, this is the process. This is the outer court process, right? But in this place of the outer court, because God, the Holy of Holies, is way over there still, I'm in the flesh here. There's a whole lot of natural in this place. And not a lot of spiritual or supernatural standing way over here when God is way over there. Does that make sense? Okay. But think about it. The outer court is where you get all your stuff out. And what happens with most people after they get all their stuff out? Well, that was great. Time to go have breakfast. And they never get past that outer court experience. And God is way over there in the Holy of Holies. In him is everything I need. And I'm way over here. I quit way too soon. This is what I tell people in meditation all the time. Don't fail too soon. The flesh does not want to stay past this point because I'm hungry. I'm tired. This is uncomfortable. I've been sitting here for five whole minutes. <laughs> right? This is real. But in this place, because I am so far removed from the Holy of Holies, only where God can only be, that I still have all the junk that is tormenting, and I'm trying to pray. I'm trying to tell God what I need. And I'm trying to lift other people up in prayer. But I have the enemy still in this realm. He's still here in this place. Because this place is still the realm of the flesh way over here in the outer court. Does that make sense? So how much victory do I get if I quit here? Not a lot. And this is where, again, I don't know the exact percentage, but a lot of people that you know, and a lot of people that I know, this is where they quit. Never experiencing beyond the outer court. Right? Caleb, do you have that instrumental? So then what happens when you can turn it on now? So what happens now, okay, if you stay? If you stay. Oh, you know that song where God says, just stay a little longer? That's what I was thinking of when I was thinking of this demonstration. Like, don't leave here if you would just stay a little longer. Okay? Okay, I'm going to fall. But we, we continue to move. You know, at this point, you've got through everything. You've said everything that you would normally say. And then what do we do to practice? This is the, ah, this is how we practice the presence of God we wait we wait I've already said everything I need to say I got it all out God's heard it and you know there's a lot of repetition in that realm he's heard it and he's heard it and he's heard it but he knows that that's a part of the process and the more experience the more times I show up to do this the faster I can move through this process, by the way. 
So I wait. What do I do? I put my instrumental music on, right? I've already said everything I need to say, and I wait, and I wait. You mean you say nothing? happening as you're waiting you may not realize it but you are moving in the spirit and you're moving closer and you get to this point now as you continue just to wait on the Lord you got your you know you got your instrumental worship music on and you're just allowing the Lord now what's happening because you showed up what he's doing from over there is drawing you in. You're just waiting. You're just waiting. You said everything you needed to say. And now you're just waiting and he continues to draw you in. And you get to the second realm, which is the realm of the soul, which is the holy place. So now you're closer. In this realm, you can still hear the chatter. You can still hear a little bit of the enemy, but his voice is fading. And in this realm, you begin to hear God whisper. As he continues to draw you in, and you just continue to wait, you just wait. You mean I just wait? You just wait. And you allow him to continue to draw you in. In this realm, you cry real tears. And there's no repetition. If you're going to say anything in this realm, it's more likely a song that's going to rise up out of your spirit or you begin to praise the Lord and you have you off of your mind. In this realm, you're no longer hungry. You're no longer tired. You push through the realm of the flesh to the realm of the soul and you're getting closer. And you continue to wait and you continue to wait on the Lord and you allow him to draw you in and draw you in. And that scripture comes alive. Deep calls unto deep. And you can hear the waterfall. You can hear the voice of the Lord. And you can no longer hear the voice of the enemy. In this realm now, in the Holy of Holies, you are in the presence of God. And you become one with him. And he truly abides in you and you in him. And you in this realm allow his very being to penetrate every part of who you are. In this realm is fullness of joy. In this realm is everything you need. 
in this realm, you're one with him. And you know what happens here? You are completely unaware of anything around you. Some of you have experienced this. That even if you wanted to, you couldn't say a word. Because the weight of his presence causes you to be still. Just like the word says, be still and know. realm, in the Holy of Holies, this is where God is, and this is where the enemy cannot go. There is no trace of any part of him in this realm. This is the realm of truth. This is the realm of the voice of our Father. And in this realm, He can minister to us. He has our attention. This is what it means to steward the presence of God. is what it means to be in his presence but we only get there if we wait we only get there if we wait so father we thank you thank you lord thank you lord thank you god Thank you, Lord. This is the truth. This is what it means to be in your presence. This is what it means to practice your presence. This is what it means to steward your presence, God. And so we thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you for showing that to us and for opening our eyes to that, God, because that's what we want. Every single one of us wants that. But maybe we didn't know that that's what it meant. We didn't know what we were missing out on. We didn't know that that was the missing part. But we know now. And so we thank you, Lord. We can all do this. And this is your desire for every one of us, Father, that every day, every day, we would come to meet you, to allow you to draw us in closer and closer and closer 
into the most holy place, God, the secret place, God, where you are. We thank you, Lord, for the blood of Jesus that allows that to happen, that we can come right into the Holy of Holies because of Jesus. We thank you, Lord. This is our desire, God. This is who we are. We thank you for your presence in us, God. We thank you, Lord God, that hidden in your presence is your power. Hidden in your presence is your power. And we thank you, Lord, that because of Jesus, we have access to it. And we bless you. We love you, Lord, and we thank you. In Jesus' name, amen.